Hello, and thank you for joining us for FYI, the Public Libraries Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about how libraries provide community support during a disaster. I'm Brendan Dowling with the Public Library Association. Our guests today are Siobhan Champ Blackwell, librarian at National Library of Medicine in Bethesda, and Dan Wilson, Associate Director for Collections and Library Services at the Claude Moore Health Services Library, the University of Virginia Health System in Charlottesville, Virginia. Siobhan and Dan, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. You both presented a program this morning at PLA's conference entitled, Disasters Bring Out the Best in Us, Providing Community Support When It Is Needed Most. And I want to start out by asking, where does the library fit in among the different agencies that provide social services during a disaster? So the library is one of those agencies. There are so many things that libraries do. We, we both gave a session where librarians in our session talked about the things that they do. And we actually just sat in on one that was this afternoon where people talked about the fact that they set up mental health counseling areas in their library where they worked with the Red Cross and they worked with their emergency managers to help their communities respond from these events. And so I think that libraries are, in fact, one of the most important social services because what they do is give a face to everybody else. They are the place and they're the, the, the safe haven in the community and they're the place that people go and know to go to to get the information. The role is often defined. It, it's usually not set. Uh, the, the conversation occurs between the emergency planners and the libraries, and through those conversations, roles are defined. Of course, we have examples that they can follow, and what we do is encourage libraries and librarians to reach out to their emergency planning community to start these conversations in order to find the most value that they can provide to their community. What advice do you have for people in terms of reaching out and having those conversations and making those partnerships? So first of all, libraries are already doing that, right? If you take a look at what the state of New Jersey has done, for example, as, uh, after Hurricane Sandy went through, the state library itself took ownership of that bigger picture of saying, we need to help our libraries do this. And we need to help them understand how to reach out to their emergency managers, to the Red Cross. And so at the National Library of Medicine, what we've done is developed a series of courses, the Disaster Information Specialization. They're all online. They're all free. Disaster Info, D-I-S-A-S-T-E-R-I-N-F-O, disasterinfo.nlm.nih.gov. Two of those courses uh, are actually from the from FEMA, the Federal Emergency Management Agency. So first of all, we're saying you need to get up to speed on the language. You need to understand disaster response is hierarchical. You need to understand the hierarchy. And once you understand that and you have the language, we actually have a course then that's called A Seat at the Table that will give you examples and ideas on how you can become somebody who has a seat at the table during the planning portion of getting uh, the library involved in the response efforts, because you can't be there when the event happens or in the response if you're not there in the planning. Or you will be because you're a public library. We actually heard this afternoon where one of the examples of the libraries that were speaking, she said, we didn't know what to do. We didn't know who to contact. We didn't know how to start. So if you're involved and you get involved in the planning part, you have those connections already made. And so this course is a great way to start to get some of those ideas. I think libraries are extraordinary about responding to disasters. So if we're looking at a disaster and then to the right would be the response. The challenge is to the left of center. 
And that is building those partnerships, building the plans before something happens so that you have a game plan. And I like to use the example of the recent uh, college uh, basketball game where it was, a, it was a play that was planned that, that Vill Villanova made. It wasn't just go down and try to make a, a, a shot. They may have made a shot, but they didn't. They used a plan. So what we encourage, again, is left of center, doing a lot of planning, both from the standpoint of personal preparedness, then getting the library prepared. Once those are in place, then reach out to the emergency planners. Again, all of this is left of center, so that when right of center happens after the disaster, then you're better coordinated and better ready to handle something like that. The libraries are going to be part of the response anyway, so the planning is going to help them be more agile and more powerful partners. And it builds value. It builds value among the community and also among all the agencies within the community. What are some examples of other things that libraries have been doing or specific libraries? For Katrina, we heard about them doing family reunification. They set up a database. That's what libraries do. We heard about um, librarian was doing in Florida following social media and taking all of the, the social media and verifying the information from the people who were tweeting and saying, are they real? Is there really somebody who doesn't have water down there on you know, Main Street? Is there somebody really trapped in an in a elevator? We know how to verify information. And then because we've made these connections, we know how to put that information together in a way that we can send to the emergency responder and say, you better get somebody down to you know, building 20 because there's a pregnant woman about to give birth trapped in an elevator, and we just saw that on Twitter. That's the kinds of things that we heard people talking about today is they're doing the things that we expect, the shelters, going in there and doing story time in a shelter, setting up the people to come in and do the counseling, but they're also thinking way outside the box. They're looking at their community and saying, what are the needs, the fire, the, the hurricanes, and what's the information that we have and what are the skills we have to then go and say, rely on us and we can be part of your team. And, and we heard people doing that. They are really out there proactively doing things. They're going to have to do it anyway, but they're, they're doing it with gusto. Mm -hmm. And that's really exciting. And these sessions were well attended, too, yes. which was nice, too, to see all the interest yes. that's going to build out of the, the PLA conference. Libraries know their communities best, and they also have the specialty in information services, and that way they're really invaluable. Exactly. And you know what? The, uh, the emergency managers know that. It's actually sometimes convincing the librarian, yeah. right? Because we're, we're so humble, the, the librarians as, as a rule, and we just have to give each other faith that we really do have that skill set, and emergency managers love when they get the librarian in there giving them the information. Because from, from my experience talking with emergency planners around the United States, Libraries rarely come into their planning process, but when we get them together with, with librarians and we show what different libraries are doing and the, the value libraries can provide, they get so excited. They get so excited about it. And so that's the kind of thing, again, it, it's the reaching out. It's making that connection. And then once that connection is, is made, then other connections will be made and then a plan will come from like, what are the places that libraries should reach out to? The mayor's office will have a committee that meets once a week, once a month, whatever they decide. And that group will have drills. They'll do tabletop drills or actually have a live drill once in a while. And it's the fire department, the police department, the hospitals, the Red Cross. 
you know, it's everybody's in there, and the library has a place with that group of people. When they're sitting around the table with practicing the drill and all of a sudden, for example, with Ebola, right? We did have communities in the United States where patients were showing up in hospitals with Ebola. So hospitals were drilling on that. Well, wouldn't it be great that patient flew in through an airport, took city roads? That wasn't just the hospital's issue, that's the community's issue. Well, the librarian can get health information from the National Library of Medicine about what kinds of things they need to know community-wide about Ebola, Zika, any kind of the flu, any all of those things that are community-wide potential pandemics. And having the librarian sit there and say to the, to the police officer, you know, if you get somebody in your car and you think they've got Ebola, you better do these things, mm-hmm. right? So they really add that value to the planning team. And most counties and cities have an emergency manager, and that would be your first call is to, to look look up the emergency manager, make that phone call, make that connection. Like Siobhan said, you have the Red Cross, you have the Medical Reserve Corps, you have CERT, which is the Community Emergency Response Team. So there are several different players in that uh, that process. BOST, yeah, which is the vir- Virtual Operations Support Team, which is a, a team which librarians can do very well. And they would monitor social media following a disaster, and they would report back to the, the emergency command center what the community is talking about through social media, which, again, is something very valuable that librarians can offer. Especially during a disaster when so much misinformation is being spread, and a library would be invaluable because they're spreading the correct information. Right, and they're also going through and saying, this is, this is misinformation. They, they can verify who's, who's real and who isn't. Excellent. Well, uh, Siobhan and Dan, thank you so much. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we wrap up? Because we are a medical library, that every disaster does have a medical component to it, a health component. Whether it's a tornado where there's injuries or uh, uh, Zika or Ebola, whatever happens, there's, you, there is almost always that medical component. So that's also a great way to get the buy-in into this emergency management agency is to have access to that health information for them. Thank you both so much, and I hope people uh, look up the classes offered on the NLM's website. That's, it was disasterinfo.nlm.nih.gov. Uh, excellent. Thank you so much, Siobhan and Dan. Appreciate Thank it. Thank Thanks, you. Brandon.